0: Amen. Welcome to Teaching Others Also, another radio broadcast. I'm looking forward to this morning's time in the book of Philippians. Philippians 3. If we're going to turn there, please get over there. We're going to read quite a few verses. And yes, I hope you have heard these verses before, and I hope you have heard these truths before. You'll see why as I read the verses. Chapter 3, verse 1, we'll begin there in Philippians. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. It's not the only admonition that Paul gives. If you look across the page or the back of that page, on chapter 4, verse 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Rejoice is a command. It's the kind of command that will keep you on track and help you make adjustments. When you can't rejoice... You have to get yourself into a frame of mind that you can rejoice. That's the whole purpose of the commandments. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Some of the safest things in life are the things that you have to hear and need to hear over and over and over and over and over. It's really important. And so, we're going to go down through here. And he says, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision. Now, we know in the context, he's obviously talking about some spiritual applications. He's not talking about going for a walk in the neighborhood or the bane of the average uh, male, male delivery person on foot. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision. Now, we need to learn the warnings. We need to learn the words of wisdom, and we need to learn the ways of walking then. And what we're going to talk about our subject today is part of that. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus, have no confidence in the flesh. And the, the reference there is the fact that for you to be a Christian, a true Christian, for you to be saved, born again on your way to heaven, God has to have come in and cut around your heart. The picture in the Old Testament was what he gave to Abraham was circumcision. Circumcision is not something that you walk down the street and you know if that person has been circumcised or not. It's between them and God. And so the picture is that your salvation is between you and God, but he'll bear witness. Watch. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any man, other man thinketh that he hath... Whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. And he's saying, if I had, if anybody had a reason to be religious and trusted, it was me. He's talking about himself. Watch. <clears throat> Verse five Circumcised the eighth day, so kept the law. Of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, he could trace his heritage. And Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law of Pharisees. One of the highest levels of a, of a believer in the sense of the Old Testament in at the end of the Old Testament after the 400 silent years. Concerning zeal, watch, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. That didn't mean he was sinless. It meant that he kept up to date with his offerings. He kept up to date with the sacrifices and the feasts and all that. But what things were gained to me those I counted lost, loss for Christ. Now watch. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and who count them but dung that I may win Christ. Uh, There's no way to make that any more plain uh, without offending the senses of, of the people listening. Uh, there's no way to make that any more plain than it already is. You don't definitely do not need an updated version of that verse. And so when we think about this thing, and he says there in verse 8 that he counts them but dung. Some of your other versions, now I get this, they'll put in the word rubbish. That is not the same. Your rubbish. Which they use a lot in other countries, and I'm stuck with it after all those years of being down under. I, it's, in my head, it's not garbage, it's not trash, it's rubbish. But rubbish and dung are not the same thing. You don't ha- you don't flush dung down the toilet. Uh, rubbish down the toilet. You flush dung. You don't put dung in a bag and set it out front for them to take off the next day or when the rubbish man comes through. It's dung. It, it you couldn't think of anything else to to say that everything he had accomplished in life, he counted it dung, And he said that I may win Christ. Now, this word win in your English is not the idea of getting saved. It's not the idea of achieving something. That word win is completely about knowing Christ. In fact, one of the many definitions for it in English is when they bring the coal up out of the ground, it was called winning the coal. So when he talks about when, he's talking about to obtain something. He's talking about to uh, reach something. So he wants to know Christ. Now watch, be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness of God, righteousness, which is of God by faith. Let's keep going. Same sentence still. That I may know him. And the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now, without expositing the whole passage, let me say this. That attain to the resurrection of the dead has to do with his eternal reward at the judgment seat of Christ, the eternal victory that God makes upon his daily life. Let me say this to you. and I have no idea who's listening. Uh, Looking at the different places where people listen here this morning. I was looking at that last night. And all over the place. And I know this. There's probably somebody who's in some kind of ministry or something or know somebody that is. And let me just say this to you. Teaching a class, preaching, ministering, and somebody saying, man, that was great. Or come do that for us. That has no bearing on whether or not you know Christ intimately. It does not. And if you're not careful, you will assume that. And and that's why I want to say this today. This subject is so important on a daily basis. Now watch. Verse 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. Perfect is like complete in your English Bible. Look it up in English. But I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus. He said, I want to get a hold of what got hold of me. See, God got hold of us when we got saved and we want to get hold of God. Getting hold of God isn't somebody uh, loving your sermon or your song or something special happening. Getting hold of God is knowing Him, apprehending it. Verse 13, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, I'm leaning into the the harness. I'm leaning into the saddle. I'm leaning into this, and I want the biggest fullest account for Christ that I can have. That will not be measured by your messages. That will not be measured by your giving. That will not be measured by what you do. It will be measured by your relationship with God. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything, if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained... Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. As you go on with God, it should accumulate. It should be like Proverbs says, the the light of the righteous is is like the path of the just shineth more and more until the perfect day. Verse 17, ready? Brethren, be followers together of me. Mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. Here's the thought for today, forgetting and forward, forgetting and forward, press forward. Now, you're to forget your successes and your failures. You say, well, why would I want to forget my successes? Because they don't count today. They don't count today. I heard a fellow who has been able to, uh, up to the last I heard him talk, uh, defeat the bottle. And the bottle had defeated him for years. And he's been defeated. And they are asking him a question. He said, well, when did you know you had it beat? And he said, you don't. You beat it every day. You have to win every day. There's some real truth in that. Now, it might get a little easier at times, but it's real important to understand that yesterday doesn't do a thing for you. Listen, there is no defining achievement or action or advancement for a child of God. There is no point at which you you are now defined by that achievement or that action or that advancement. It's a daily thing. And you need to get hold of this. It's a daily thing. That's why he said, be sober, be vigilant. It's a daily thing. That's why I use the word always in several passages. Forgetting and forward. Forgetting and forward. It's okay to say, well, praise the Lord. Uh, Yesterday got a victory or today was a victory. But when you start tomorrow, you need victories tomorrow. Those victories are not based on achievements or actions or advancement. It is so easy to substitute achievements and actions and advancements and anything that reminds you of it. It's so easy to substitute that for knowing Christ. Paul said that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. The mark of a child of God walking with God and loving God is being conformable to his death is a broken will, is a humility. Let me me say this. It is so easy. It is so easy, and, and it can happen at any age, but it's very easy when you're in your 30s and 40s to get a little bit intoxicated or a lot with success or acceptance. In other words, advancement. It's too easy. And to forget the things that God has taught you that you're supposed to remember, mind those same things, okay, Verse 16 and verse 15 and 16. And the reason you don't mind those things is you're not forgetting your personal victories and you're living in them. So give that some thought today. We need to forget and forward. Praise God for the victories. Praise God for what he did today. Praise God what he did in the past. But we need to forget those things, successes and failures both, and move forward. When we move forward, we don't leave behind the people that God's used in our lives. You know what I find? I find that people don't realize, and I'm going to try to get this in, but I may not. I don't think people realize what was happening when Paul wrote to Timothy in the last epistle that, that we know that he wrote him in Second Timothy. Where he said in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Do you understand? Timothy was in danger of backing off on his association with Paul because it wasn't popular. In fact, it was Unpopular. And he was starting to fear. It wasn't that he had to make an issue out of Paul. But Paul's like, look, Timothy, God didn't give you the spirit of fear. i tell you what I've seen people do. I've seen people bounce back and forth and up and down because they didn't practice the forgetting and forward. And they didn't hang on to what God gave. God gave Timothy. He gave him a Paul. And God wanted him to walk in it. But why? So he could forget the other things and go forward every single day. Forgetting and forward. See you all in the morning.